Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. another episode of the beat i'm of course nick bummer the show an episode and podcast of course brought to you by bet mgm the king of sports books i think i got the read right mike i'm not sure maybe we have to do that again either way i, I'm think, it was, I think it was excellent along with brendan quinn how are we doing my man big 10 championship you're, you're edition michigan football professional here uh gets the big 10 title 42-3 over Iowa on Saturday night. I am on As a, we uh, all predicted yeah, three yeah, months ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm on an awkward sleep schedule, but I am here. How are we doing? Good. So I was sitting yeah. at a bar Saturday. Yes, you were. Okay, okay. good. You're getting I, right into I, this. I dipped, I dipped out of a <laughs> wedding so I could go watch some hoops, right? Okay. And uh, so I'm sitting there minding my business, alone, yeah. wearing a suit in a, in a sports bar, like a psychopath, right? Sure. Yeah, as you do. Watching comes over. St. Joe's versus whoever the hell, right? Yeah. St. Joe's got its ass beat by Villanova, so I yeah, watched right. some of that and uh, watched some of the train wreck at Memphis and watched uh, the Michigan-San Diego State game. Um, but I'm sitting there minding my damn business. Mm-hmm. Guy, guy comes over. Hey, you Brendan Quinn? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, how you doing? Which is always nice. I love talking sure. to people. You know, it ha- this happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, being a D-list celebrity. And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> F list, if you will. Yeah, right. <laughs> the guy asked if I'm uh, quick. Yeah, 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 man. How you doing? He's like, good, good. Hey, what's uh, what's Nick like? <laughs> like in real life? And I said, he, I don't think he'd like you, you know, but that was joking. Of course, I said, you're a great guy, but it was uh, you said he would. It was you. a great it was that. a great status reminder, Nick, that yeah, you know, right. football's king around here. And I will always be second fiddle. <laughs> Couldn't have given a shit about meeting me. Wanted to know the the, the dirt on what you are like in real life, and I said you're actually much nicer of a person than probably people might might realize. (laughs) Um, But he said he's a fan of the show. I hope he's and all that good shit. So, uh, yeah, man, you're uh, you are big time, my man. I don't know. I think that he just recognized you in a crowd and not me on those. It's probably from the old T-shirts. Uh, maybe he was one of the guys that we gave one to. True. Night, but. He might have heard me mumbling to myself. I heard the, <laughs> the accent and realized that. Oh, that's him. Pod, yeah. You know, lots uh, of happy Michigan fans around these days. How about it? Yeah. How about it? That the yeah. wedding I was at was popping, man. It was a it was just a lot of Michigan fans at that. Of, yeah. and they were all following along and they were losing their minds and blah, blah, blah. I saw a lot of happy hungover <laughs> ass people on uh, I-65 mm-hmm. rolling back home on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. A lot of happy hangovers. And it was take- a, lot, a lot of bad hangovers going the other way. But it was a party. It was a party so, down there when I got into town. Yeah, sure. We haven't talked about this. So take me there. Take me from you, you and Austin drive down. You park. You mm-hmm. walk in. 
What is the vibe? What was the crowd dispersion? What was the whole scene? So it's full. I mean, it was a record crowd, of course, for the Big Ten title game, as we expected, with, you know, two things to remember there, of course, the Michigan factor, but Iowa does not skip a game, right? Like in terms of traveling, when Michigan State, Iowa uh, played, you know, that might have also been one of the most well-attended games in this sort of uh, in this championship series or whatever, because Iowa packs it. So it was, you know, it actually looked about 50-50 when the game started and it was friendly and loud i'll say everyone was you know not a lot of you know michigan iowa games always have a vibe to them everyone's had a lot of light beer you know like mm-hmm. as, as the game starts mm-hmm. right and everyone i think i think michigan iowa fans tend to get along uh better than michigan fans do with others for some reason for whatever reason so it's one of those it definitely felt like a michigan iowa game it felt 50 50 at the start but like when the teams came out it was definitely more michigan it was probably 65 35 okay which is saying or whatever that math would be did i get that right <laughs> so which yeah. is saying yeah. which is saying something i guess against <laughs> iowa because like i said that's a you know they do divvy up the tickets i think at big 10 level but oh my god there was more people outside like we drove by a parking lot that had more <laughs> more goddamn like winnebago's in there that i'm like i don't know how they're gonna get all these out you know, like, I don't know how all these things are getting out of here. Like, they, uh-huh. like, how did they get them parked in here, like, side by side? Like, like these giant, like, you know, like, uh, rock and roll band travel mm-hmm. buses, right? Like, mm-hmm. all of them, you know, the smoke coming up, everyone's grilling, everyone's hammered. It was like, I, I gotta say, I, I'd heard from a few folks that, uh, places had run out of, uh, Coors Lights the night before, Miller Lights <laughs> the night before, things like this, uh, you know, at early hours. And, you know, it wasn't like Indy wasn't ready for it. So I think, uh, yeah, I think people had a good time. <laughs> I think I would say people enjoyed themselves. God bless them. Festive God. environment. God bless them indeed. I think he, everyone seemed to walk into that stadium happy. Everyone did. You know, Iowa yeah. fans were disappointed. Michigan fans left happy. But everyone that day, you know, that when kickoff happened, everyone was happy, which felt like a basketball tournament to me. I don't see many football games like that. You know, that was a yeah. different kind of vibe. So that was cool for sure. They uh, and then that game, it was very much a um, watching from afar, obviously, but yeah. it was very much a coronation. It really was, yeah, of everything that that team has done, that the program has done over the last twelve months um, to go from where it was to where it is. Um, that was not a game uh, that left any doubt. <laughs> no, <laughs> in the mind. No. You go your last two games, you put 42 right down Ohio State's throat. You come back the next week, put 42 right down uh, Iowa's throat yeah. again. Um, Doing it your they way, are, too. They just continue to validate, mm-hmm. um, and this seemed like the next step. And I have no idea what things hold against Georgia on December 31st. Well, but- yeah, I mean, so I was walking upstairs. We got upstairs, and I saw um, Dan Deardorff, our longtime mm-hmm. friend and former podcast guest. And yeah. I hadn't seen Dan in a while, so I wanted to take congrats, obviously, as he's he and uh, Jim Branson are wrapping up. So we were talking there in the hallway a little bit, and I asked him about, and I told him, because I texted him whatever it was after the Ohio State game. I'm like, hey, that was the, the Deardorff game, you know, the offensive line. They finally did it, right? And so we were talking about Michigan's group, and it was like, and he kind of said the same thing I was sort of thinking that we talked about last week. Like, they're good. We know they're good. They're special. But, like, Iowa is a different deal. You're not going to mm. just walk over them. So he kind of said, he was like, we'll know like how for real, for real they are after this. And then we'll see what happens, you know, against these other big teams. And I, I think he's right. Like, because they were, I think maybe the third team 
in maybe four years to rush for 200 against Iowa. Iowa's defense doesn't fucking get beat up like that. They just right. don't. And like, you know, Michigan poured it on late, you know, and had a <laughs> flea flicker late that I'm sure Iowa will return serves at some point <laughs> uh-huh. when, they, when they least need it to be returned. But like at the same time, like you said, it was a real example of them just doing their thing and shoving it down their throat and being like, this is just what we do. And we're better at it than anybody in the country. I think that's what that proved. So to a coronation of your point, like the way they run the football, nobody does it better. I think that's what that proved this year. Um, and, you know, all comers. I mean, the only team, I'm, even, in a, even in the loss to Michigan State, they ran the ball relatively well. I mean, it was, you know, right. all year long, that group has just been money. And, you know, to sit there afterward and, you know, the thing that I think kind of hit me, that it really hits you, you know, Harbaugh has talked about this some this year and other guys have too, that the line, you know, and I think the staff went to the line and probably Vistarda specifically and maybe some other Stuber and said, like, we need you to be the, you know, heartbeat of this here. We need you to sure. do this for us. We need you to get Cade through the things he's going to go through. We need you to get us to the other side. We think we've got enough to get there, but we need you to be the ones who do this. And that's a lot of responsibility and pressure for guys like that who are good, but, you know, that's still a lot. And McNamara and Blake Corum were sitting up there at one point talking about, you know, the physicality that Michigan's played with this year and what it takes. And at one point, sort of a startist, like, sat back and, like, closed his eyes and sort of, like, sort of, like, rocking and sort of nodding his head. Like, like they get it. Like, everyone yeah. finally understands it. Like, it was one of those, like big sigh of relief like we find this is exactly what we wanted it to look like this is what it was supposed to look like and it was good enough and I think that a lot of people proved a lot to themselves you know this year and you know last week and Saturday and everything else so um yeah a happy crew for sure yeah and um well again it's kind of hard to take too much away from like how good they were to win the way they did against that team because look Iowa beat ranked teams, some ranked teams at the time that they played them. Yeah. Nope. Iowa does not have a win over a team that finished in the top 25 no, right. of the final football playoff. Right. Their best wins right. are, are Penn State and Minnesota, yeah. neither of which finished in the top 25 of the rankings. So Iowa 10 and three won the Big Ten West. How good is Iowa? I don't really know. Yeah, it doesn't Penn, matter though. You beat them for two, three. <laughs> Right. You know, Michigan just went and beat their ass. So, you know, take that for what it is. You you would maybe be concerned if it had been a close game and you say, what does that mean for, you know, the prospects of going up against Georgia? Um, But yeah. Anything else about that game uh, in terms of what really uh, impressed you or, or anything that um, matchup wise that you took away from that game that you said, Hey, there's, there's even something new, a new wrinkle. Well, I mean, I think that Michigan continues to get, you know, I'm reminded more and more that I watch some of the guys that I know will be back, you know, next year. Um, sure. Especially up front, like Mike Morris, Chris Jenkins were guys that, you know, Iowa, this isn't the best Iowa offensive line, but, you know, Tyler Linderbaum is going to be a first round pick that's center. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mozzie Smith was swinging in there with him and giving him everything he wanted. Chris Jenkins was coming off a couple blocks and giving him everything. I mean, they, they just, it's really not one. That's the thing about this team, why it's kind of cool and, and why I think Harbaugh likes it so much. And it reminds me of, of the 16 team before it became the 16 team, right? Like the year before. And that's why I think they have a chance to be really good next year. They just have a lot of guys who can hang. You know what I mean? Like young guys, Morris, uh, Nakai Hill Green, Jalen Harrell, guys who aren't getting like 
big time reps right now, but when they are in there, it's like, yeah, he can go like he can go against any mm-hmm. big 10 team. You're not going to have to worry about him not being physical enough or being scared or any of that sort of thing. And it's like, when you can answer that question about guys before you need them, like, damn, like that's big time. And they have done that this year. I think on defense with a lot of guys, more than you probably think about like DJ Turner is a corner who's gotten better all Mm -hmm. year. He's just gotten better and better. Rod Moore is that freshman safety. I mean, you know, you could argue whether or not they needed Rod Moore. They probably did. But like when the year started, you probably didn't think they did. And now he's a guy that they have, like they're, they found guys this year across the board, or they got them maybe to um, their their maturity point faster or the next level of that faster than maybe you originally thought they could in a lot of areas. And I think that, you know, when Harbaugh talks about Hutchinson's attitude and work ethic being infectious, there's no other, you know, that's, I think that's the example because you see so many guys up front now for Michigan that you didn't see a year ago that are hanging in physically in ways that we just, you know, they're competing, they're competing harder and longer and, and I think that that's really a true sign of development across the board. I think it, this was a game that showed me not just individually one person or whatever. It was they've gotten better every single time we've seen them play, right? Like Mich- right. the Michigan State loss happened, and they were better the next week, and then the next week, and then the next, you know, like they just kept getting better. And I think that they have a chance to do that continually, win or lose here against Georgia. They bring a lot of guys back, and you know, I mean, they're in a really good spot here. So. I don't think anybody has got any crazy visions here, but you're also in a two game season with everything on in front of you. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, what was your kind of initial reaction to Michigan, Georgia staring, yeah, um, staring each other in the eye a game that, you know, uh, I think a week or two ago, you would think, Holy yeah. well, shit, you know, all well, this is going to be bad, but I now I don't know. I think that you still say, Holy shit, because Georgia's re- Georgia's real good. I mean, defensively, they have seen nothing like this. This is uh, they haven't seen anybody like Georgia this year, Michigan. That is, um, however, and like what I just said, like they will have no shortage of confidence, and I think that's the most important thing. Michigan's offensive line is not going to be afraid in this game at all. Whether it should be or not is probably a different conversation, but it's not going to be. And I think that to your point, beating Ohio State changes things. Beating yes. Iowa that way after beating Ohio State you know, Iowa, the, the, the trademark physical program in college football that you walked out on the field and said, we are going to go punch for punch and we are going to kick your ass to do mm-hmm. it that way changes things. So I think from a mental standpoint, I would not want to play Michigan. <laughs> Come on, I, Kirby smart is getting a big spot here. Seth Emerson wrote this. Oh, uh, this yeah. morning. Right? Oh yeah. And I think you wrote this morning. Maybe it was yesterday. It was, a, it was a really good column. If you haven't checked it out, but it's like, it's about, you know, they can't get over that hump with Bama, right? They can't beat Alabama. They're loaded. They're really good. I mean, amazing talent, right? But if you can't fix this shit in the next three weeks and you go lose to Michigan, Kirby's hard. I don't know what oh, your record. I don't know what your record is, but there's going to be some big money in Georgia that is real big mad if that happens. They're already big probably mad. real big mad, but I mean, like. It's a weird spot here for Georgia, right? So you could get nervous, Georgia, or you could get the full gas can that just runs your ass right off the field. I really don't know what it'll be, but, like, I'm excited to watch more of Georgia. I haven't watched a ton of them this year, but I just know they have athletes absolutely everywhere uh, at every level defensively. That's why they're so good. They just – 
they can do things from against the run in support with their athletes that you don't see in college football. It's, it's NFL stuff. Like one it's, of the things we talk about is like how hard it is to get safeties to fill and corners to fill. Like they just, they don't have any problems defensively. They have everything. The thing, my, I was always fascinated by uh, Georgia when I lived down in Tennessee and kind of got Ooh. into that, the underbelly of the sec. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's a fascinating. It really is place that like, they talk about like, Georgia is a job that measures itself by national championships. And then you look it up and you're like, they've won two national titles and two Heisman winners. Like it's Mm -hmm. not this like historical, it's a great program. It's a top 10 job in the country in terms of resources, maybe top. However, like, yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) not, but it's like just success. Like, uh, you know, okay. But like you're, it was, people were talking a month ago as if Mm -hmm. it was a foregone conclusion yeah, Georgia's the best team in the country. Georgia's going to win the national championship. I think that we've and, got some. And, re- and, yeah, and, well, and a host, you know, people are talking about this historic defense and all, but I'm just saying it might not have been reality, <laughs> right? Yeah, but right. that was the reality for Georgia fans. It was yeah, that's the world that they were existing in, and mm. suddenly you go and you get smacked in the mouth by your biggest rival, and now you're <laughs> towing into a game against Again. Georgia, against Michigan, saying. You can't lose to Michigan. Can't lose to Harbaugh. <laughs> what? You know, Georgia's got like. I mean, this is the 30, South for crying out loud. Five stars, right? Georgia has five stars on top of five. The Water Boy is a five-star Water Boy. You know, and 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 it is a completely different recruiting profile than Michigan. Oh, uh, yeah. You can't lose head to head if you're Kirby's. Hey, you know, go and go and lose to Alabama for a second time in the national championship game. People are going to be pissed or whatever, but it is not like losing to Michigan in the semifinals. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember James Harbaugh at a satellite camp with a Hank Aaron Jersey on. I think <laughs> Hank Aaron was there. Matter of fact, right. That, that, oh my God. That was 15 years ago. Harbaugh <laughs> invaded the state of Georgia, Atlanta, trying to take it from Kirby smart. And you know what he did? Kirby showed up in a helicopter looking like Ric Flair walked out and said, this is my, my state, Harbaugh. Take your ass back to where you came from. And all the people in Georgia were like, I love Kirby Smart. They yes. loved him after that. You lose this game to Harbaugh after that? Oh, baby. No. Forget <laughs> it. Not going to be good. So no. Michigan is playing with nothing to lose here, right? That is a thousand percent true has that ever happened in the history of michigan football they've played a game with nothing to lose what do they have to lose in this how many times has that happened it's not many it's probably happened before but it's not very often so we'll see about all this this is gonna be you got you got old kirby down there who's 64 and 15 (laughs) in his whatever career and people are just like if this piece of shit loses this game we're gonna throw him into the goddamn Atlantic. He's done. Don't even come home, you know, if you lose this game. Those 15 are not to be trifled with, my friend. You can't. No, sir. But, you know, I mean, he's a really good coach. (laughs) I just, you know. Go down to years. All right, he went 8-5 and in his first year. Yeah. And he he went 13-2. and Actually, let's do the ACC records. 7-1, and 7-1, 7-1, 7-2, 8-0. Not good enough unless he wins this game. Nope. He's also won five SEC games, something like that. Five, yes, five, yes. He, he is five all, SEC to, games. All, all told, he is forty and nine in the SEC. But oh he went four God. and four in his first. But he went four and four in his first year. 
Yeah, so he's 36 and 5. He's 36 and 5 in the SEC since 2017. And he is on the hot seat, sort of kinda. <laughs> he's like at least I don't think he's on the hot well, seat, but it's in terms least, of the administration. Hey, but somebody brought the lighter out at least, or they're willing, they're considering turning the heat up, if nothing else. Maybe not the hot seat, but like he would go into next year being like, You better do it this year, big boy. He's in the zip code, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So hey, now. Like I said earlier, this works two ways. Kirby Smart's a uh-huh. really good coach. So you could also, it's very possible that you could get uh, Rattlesnake Georgia. And, oh, um, yeah. Hell yeah. No, and you know what I mean? Like, and because that's the thing. Ain't nobody is... doing anything against Rattlesnake Georgia. I don't care how motivated you are and what kind of house money you have. If they want to shut you down, I think they have enough to do that. I do. You so go, we'll see. Go, I'll go, into go it. look at, like, I brought up those recruiting profiles, right? Go look at the recruiting profiles between Alabama and Georgia, right? They're, yep. they're on par with each other. You go and lose to Alabama, it's okay. Well, you're losing to another team that's just loaded with NFL players and five stars. This isn't that. There's, there's going to be – correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they sir, got a lot of guys. There's going to be a healthy talent gap, probably especially oh, yeah. in oh, yeah. positions. In it'll, be greater, it'll be greater than it was against Ohio State. Okay. Where, Georgia's talent yeah. gap – Georgia's talent level right this year um, – only Alabama, I think I would have to look at the actual composite, but I think I looked it up before the Ohio State. Ohio State was in that range, but I think Georgia was actually higher in terms mm-hmm. of the recruiting, you know, stars. Sure. They're at least in the same conversation. So I, I think Georgia's more talented and certainly tougher. Uh, and not gonna, you know, we saw what Ohio State did when they got punched a few times, you know, against a tough team. They wilted. And I don't think that that's you know, losing to Alabama is a di- you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't like making fun of people for losing to Alabama, man. Like, I gotta <laughs> yeah, tell right. you, shit happens, okay? Like, it happens to the best of us. I have seen yeah. Alabama make good college football teams look like children. Like, I mean, yeah. so, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a, I didn't really watch the game all the way through. We were doing Michigan stuff, so it's like, I'd have to go back and watch it again. And, and that I, was I a game. I don't want to write that off completely as Georgia being a fraud. You know, I, I really don't. Alabama was playing to play itself into the and they were playoff, trying to get too. In. They had everything riding on that game. You know, yeah, if Bryce, they lost, Young's, Bryce Young's playing for the Heisman, maybe. They you might know, be out, you know. Right. So, And they're a proud ass. I mean, it's Bama, man. You think Nick yeah. Saban wants to lose Kirby Smart? He's never lost to an assistant, which is also fucking crazy. He's never <laughs> lost to an assistant. But you think he wants to lose to an assistant? God damn it, yeah. no way. You're going to have to kill me, Kirby Smart. That's what he's mm-hmm. basically saying to him. So, like, that's... That is that situation. I think that is almost like a Michigan Ohio State on you know before Michigan beat them situation where it's like I don't know you you just can't play these guys. You are a different team against them than you are against everybody else. I wonder if some of that is happening. So I I would caution people <laughs> that are trying to use the Georgia game to convince themselves that Georgia's not good at football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're really good. Uh but you know, hey I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna totally doubt Michigan's ability to hang with anybody here because, you know, I I wouldn't bet against their offensive line. I, I think until I see it, you know, I think that I would give them that. I, I said all year I'm not gonna crown them until I see them do it for 12 games. I saw them do it for 13, so I'm not gonna bet against them now. I think that's only fair. And I, you know, if Georgia has the stuff, I think to to take care of them. But you know, until we see it, I think that's sort of how I'll, right. I'll look at this one here. And we'll get way more into that game, yeah. obviously, in the coming weeks, but. Look, the opening line is it's anywhere, wherever, depending on where you look, it's anywhere from Georgia given seven and a half to Georgia given nine. 
Sure. That's where things stand. That's that could, the reality. Yeah, right? and, that could, and that could go yeah. up. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be sure. surprised at all. So um, the further away you get from that Bamba game and people get back to their senses, you know, about some things. I mean, it could. Now, it could ter- uh, another big game. I know you're juiced up for this one. Because yes. Of both the storylines and this is the, the right elements yeah. at play. And it's a real game, a real team. Something I like that's worth sitting down and giving three hours to if you're my fan. I think ass. so. <laughs> I'll tell that much. Um, Michigan State versus Pitt. Pitt. I like it. This is what Tucker, I wanted. Narduz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. now I say this because now I don't. I, I feel bad for the Michigan State beat because they have to go to Atlanta and they can't instead of uh, Phoenix. So apologies there. Phoenix is a better Fiesta Bowl is a better bowl in terms of yep. the Camelback Mountain and all that stuff. But I really wanted to see Mel Tucker finish the year against a good, motivated bowl opponent right mm-hmm. i didn't care who it was it was just like i want to see them finish the year against a team that's also there for the same reason michigan state's there for to get momentum and to finish strong and to like you know propel into the offseason with like a really good win i did not want to see them draw notre dame who doesn't have a head coach well i mean they have a head coach but i don't know what that i don't know what that's gonna be you know Bowls are weird. I wanted to see them play a team that was going to be that we knew was a you know Pitt's a legit good football team, right? Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett, Heisman candidate, all this Narduzzi going to be motivated as hell to go against Mel Tucker, Michigan State, all that stuff. Oh, no yeah. freebies. This is a this is, you win this game, let's go. I mean, you lose this game, and it's still one of those. Well, if you play your ass off and you lose it, you can still build on that. You win this game. It's that much better. I think this was the the matchup. I, I saw Michigan State fans groaning about it, and maybe it was because you know you're just nervous. You don't want to play Narduzzi because you're you like him, right? But like th- to me, this is the one where you're going to get the best test, guaranteed. I think I, Notre Dame maybe would have been, um, but this feels like to me like a, like a guaranteed. You're going to get a really good game here, and you're going to see something about yourself, and maybe get a chance to see more from some of the young guys who maybe you can count on. You know, as you go forward, and I think. That's everything right now for these guys. Huge. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, though? Like, I mean, you shit. don't want to play that, like, fake ass. You beat a team who's, like, not even there, and then you, like, tell yourself, like, oh, we were awesome. And it's like, well, you beat a team who didn't even really get a shit. And it's like, uh, what is that? I, I wanted to see them against a team who was, like, let's go. Let's have an action. Yeah. You know, let's. I mean, I like, I know Clemson was down, but Pitt beat Clemson. Yeah, you know, like it's so talented, like right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, and I mean the rest of their schedule is pretty shitty. Um, and they, but I mean it's an Arduzzi team; they're gonna play their ass an off team. the whole way. I'll tell you like, what, though. How about this? If you know Michigan State, if you lose this game, you know, Western Michigan beat yeah Pitt. So, uh, so if Michigan State beat Michigan, Michigan State loses to Pitt. But Pitt lost to Western Michigan. Does that make Western Michigan the champion of the state? Well, at- it certainly makes them better than Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> I think, right? if nothing else, I think Western Michigan and Tim Lester get the Clemson. Uh, they're better than Clemson this year, so I think you yeah. can say that. I would also, I would well, have I like to, I, like I would have to guess though that uh, you know Pitt needs this win because this year has to kind of be annoying. If you're them, when you when you look back, your two losses are home to Miami yeah. by t- four. And a game you probably should have won. Home to Western yeah. Michigan by three. Yeah. Like Pitt should be undefeated. Probably. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. Or at least 11 and one, but yeah, probably so. Yeah. I mean, like, even with bad breaks, you can say 11 and busted one. Busted ass Miami. Yeah. They should have won that. And game. Western, like you can't lose those two games at home. I agree. And I, I Pitt's, and I, it's when our doozy's time at Pitt has been interesting. You know, it's like, I think everyone just assumed he was going to take the D'Antonio job whenever D'Antonio left mm-hmm. Michigan state. Right. And for good reason, of course he was, you know, everyone loved him here or at Michigan state. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then it happened and he stays at Pitt and it was like an awkward timing. And I almost wonder sometimes if everyone does, if, if that job, if D'Antonio had left in December of that year, instead of February, yep. if Narduzzi would be the coach of Michigan state right now, I don't know. But I also wonder if Narduzzi's like, Hey man, Mel Tucker, you got my money, $95 million. Let's go. You and me. I think they probably respect each other, but like, I think this is going to be a really good football game between two teams yes. that should want it. Like you, you can earn something from this, like the momentum and the stuff that it does for you. Like I was, I had a, uh, um, a Travis on Twitter who was a listener to the show was joking with me. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I, you know, cause I wrote like on Twitter, the same thing that we're talking about. Like this is the game for Michigan state that I wanted to see. And he was like, I would prefer to like destroy a team and feel good about myself no matter what. And I was like, you get more from doing it the hard way. Like as you know what I mean? You just do like, if your team beats a good team, it's better than if your team annihilates a shit team that nobody cares about like it just is and if you go out there and slug it out and lose a great game no one's gonna give a shit at the end of the day anyway you're still gonna be able to take things from that and move forward you're 10 and 3 everything's fine you know like i think this is the perfect way to end it perfect way to end it Notre Dame would have been good too you know but like for michigan state to get a to get a good a good bowl on a stage and like a team that's going to be ready for a fight. Cause I've seen these New Year's six games where one of the Michigan was in one a couple years ago where they didn't want to be there. And it's like, it sucked. So you don't want, you know, you don't want those. I don't like those games. Those don't do anything for anybody. Like this is, this is more, you know, kind of what you want. Yeah, I agree. Uh, on a side note, my quick time recorder quit at some point along here. Uh, you're recording. I'm recording in the, right? I'm recording in zoom. So we're good. I think we should be all right. Right. We should be fine. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. All right. <laughs> did you say, did you start it up again? No, I can now. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Start it up again. Start it up. Start it up. I'm recording here. It should be fine. Okay. We'll leave all that in there for the people to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to see cut. the magic of us two morons. I have no idea how to do this shit. Did you have any other yeah. uh, bull thoughts here uh, on the uh, grant before we get into uh, some of the questions here today? I don't know. Not particularly. What? What? Which one? What non? Playoffs. So and I got one Michigan for you. State related games. Are yeah. you are you most right. let me pull up the bowl list here? I got bowl one for list. you that I think you'll know once yeah. you pull it up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Ohio State's going to the Rose Bowl to play Utah. And Ohio State is in a situation. The Urban bowl. Ohio State's in a situation. Let me explain this here now. Ohio State's in a situation that they're not normally in. They lost to Michigan. They feel like shit. Um, <laughs> they've had kids transfer, right? Ryan Day got mm-hmm. his ass kicked against Jim Harbaugh and got shaded. Not a good situation. I don't know if you're going to have everybody on board going into the Rose Bowl. Utah is never in a situation where everyone isn't on board and ready to fucking punch someone's throat out. In the Rose Bowl. In the damn Rose Bowl. <laughs> if Ohio State doesn't show up for a fight, they're going to get their ass kicked in the Rose Bowl. Oh, baby. Mark it down. So... I am very interested to see what Ohio State team we see in this game. Now, if Ohio State shows up and is Ohio State, they're going to do what we all expect them to do and, you know, have a great day and beat, and beat Utah. But this is a tough football program. Utah is not to be fucked with. Like, they're, no. 
not. And like, that's not one that I would have loved to see come up, come up on the screen. If I was an Ohio state fan, I would have wanted someone else. Give me Oregon. Like, like I don't mm-hmm. want to be Oregon again. I would not have wanted Utah. Like they're not for the situation they're in right now, but maybe for the same reasons that we're talking about for Michigan state, I guess they could use it that way, but that's, that was the one that no, I. No, I mean, in, instead you I get. Like, okay. <laughs> like, that's interesting. Right. Look at it. Oregon, if you get Oregon and yeah. their damn coach is already gone by the time the game gets. Well, he is already the gone. Off- the off- the yeah, the offices are empty. You know, <laughs> who the hell is even coaching the team? Uh, instead, you get Kyle Whittingham, who's been at Utah for a thousand years. And this might be as like a top five game of his career. Right? Chopping wood for a thousand right. years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Other he did than this, like the sugar. The he sugar did this to Bama here. Yeah. Yeah. He did it to Bama one year. I mean, they took a they took a tough ass team into a team that didn't want to be there. <laughs> they beat the shit out of them, and like on a national stage. So, I'm I'm curious to see how that goes for Ohio State as much as anything else, because just to kind of see where they're at, you know, like a temperature check. Because um, I think everyone's sort of fascinated on that. Like, what what are they going to look like after they've lost to Michigan? Like, what's Ohio State's right. response going to be? Um, and after they lo- and certainly after they lost to Michigan in the way that they lost. And it wasn't that they lost. It was like they got physically pushed around, you know, and we just don't see that from them. And you're going to go play a team that will do it to you again here if you're not careful. So, like, on the flip side that we're talking about, the Bulls, man, they <laughs> this, like, three weeks in between, if you can't get everybody <laughs> rolling in the same direction, like, you can get really embarrassed. And it can do more damage than it would ever do good. Like, I feel like there are times where teams go into Bulls where it's like, Maybe you should just sit it out. I don't think there's anything good that's going to come of this. Like, like Franklin and Penn State have to go play in the Outback Bowl, which is the worst bowl in the world at this point, right? Like, who wants to be in the Outback Bowl anymore? Does anybody? I mean, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the one I love. Interesting time. And this is, uh, uh, I saw a tweet from my friend, Will Gray, who's a, he's a golf yeah. guy. Uh formerly of golf channel. Now he does um, like one of the golf wamp, uh, gambling sites, but Will's great people. He's a U of F grad, University oh. of Florida. Ooh, big weekend. He, he, him, he, yeah. he, he goes, uh, he goes um, if you don't think that this Florida grad is going to drive down to Tampa to see his broken ass program, have to have to play a program. It's been ducking for years. <laughs> Then you'd be very wrong because I will be in attendance just to get shit be. on because Florida gets UCF in Tampa and nobody wants anything to do with that game. Wait, Florida. What? So just, yeah. I didn't even see that. Yeah, UCF versus Florida. What game is that? The Gasparilla Bowl. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. Let's go. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> you get the team that's Duck the other one, and they get forced to play each other in the bowl or in the NCAA tournament. That's the best. Will Gray is right. Any self-respecting Florida fan better drive their ass down to that game and be in that stadium because you have made fun of that team, rightly so, all this time, but you better be there to see see your broken-ass team take what's what's coming to it. So good. I love it. (laughs) So good. I'd miss that one. Oklahoma State. Notre Dame will be interesting too. I do want to see. Marcus I kind of wanted to see him in, you know? a, in a little bit of a better game. But anything that if if I could see Mike Gundy, yeah, with the just, <laughs> just get the shit kicked in That'd by be Notre Dame by an inspired Notre Dame team, yeah. that's a good time. I do want to see Marcus Freeman. I want to see you know how they how they look and everything. Right, like obviously that's important for all the things we talked about. I think last week um, with right. Michigan State, Michigan recruiting. 
you know, you do want to see how Notre Dame looks. I, I would think they'd be inspired and motivated, like you said. Um, but that is one of those things where you're just like, it sounds great. They all seem to be really happy when he walked right. into that room in that locker room. But I'm like, yes. Other than Brian Kelly, I don't know if anyone's ever lost that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. The the coach mm-hmm. unveiling moment. I, Brian Kelly, I think, lost it. I'm just going to say he faked <laughs> a Southern accent on okay. a basketball game. OK, great content. Me and, great my, content. Me and my family are here <laughs> like, or whatever it was. Right. So a like family. Yeah. So, you know, I am curious to see how they you know, how Notre Dame comes out. Everything's looking and, you know, how Freeman. Yeah, does. But yeah, I probably agree with you on that one. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the only other one I'd be particularly interested to see just because I always love a good old fashioned horror movie would be Tennessee Purdue in the oh. Music City Bowl. So Tennessee oh. playing in Memphis no, Nashville. against Purdue or Nashville. Sorry. Same thing. <laughs> that's a good time. Yeah. That well, is a good however time. it happens, yeah. whether they win and everyone is fat and happy or whether they get beat to a pulp by by a Purdue team that can beat them to a pulp. That was uh, my that was my first bowl I ever covered. I probably told that story on the show. Really? Music, Music, City, bowl. Music City Bowl. Bobby Bowden versus uh, Jimbo <laughs> Fisher or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. All orange. All orange in the uh, LP field or whatever the hell that stadium is down I there I think now. Purdue fans should rightly be far more uh, focused on their basketball team than on some Music City Bowl against the broke-ass Tennessee teams. Well, so, hey, Tennessee got uh, through the cycle without losing – Josh did. For now, for, for now, now, I, I would not. True. Yeah, let's, uh, let's yeah, everyone well, settle down there. I guess Oregon is open now, and that would be okay. a good fit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We, we we can't get into the coaching cycle again because yeah, people would, got mad at us last we'll week. We'll talk for another hour. But we do so have let's questions. get to questions, my man. All right. Let me pull All right. Up. I like this one from uh, Robert, who's a uh, All right. longtime listener, I believe. Is this year repeatable for Michigan? I know they lose a lot of talent and leadership, but they also return a lot. Michigan had the year they had with two five stars on the bench on offense, and Ronnie Bell um, will also be back. Yeah. I think it can be repeated. It'll just look different. Good question. That is a good question, and you know, it's one that I don't think we'll totally get the answer to until we whether or not we see it. I don't think you you can repeat it shot for shot, but I think what Andrew Vastardis said after the game, I thought really made a lot of sense in that. Um, he said that uh, the way that the team operates, functions, uh, and like is built sort of to just be a team day to day, minute to minute, you know, that he said is sustainable uh, and something that you can repeat. You can, you know, that he said was like that this team should be the blueprint for how all Michigan teams from here on out, you know, like the standard for how we took care of each other and how we took care of the program, because that's really what you're doing right? At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, you're taking care of each other and you're taking care of the program. That's all you're doing when you come into that place. The standard for which you do those two things went up. And, you know, to his point, he, that is sustainable. You have guys on this team who are freshmen who saw that and who are sophomores who saw that guys are going to be here for four more years. Some guys maybe five more years with the COVID year, who knows, right? Like, so that I think is sustainable. Everything else about this, I have no idea. Having two quarterbacks, no. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. you know, I can't tell you that you could have a situation where you'd have personalities like this again, that it would work, nor could I tell you that it will work if you try it again next year. You know, like, mm-hmm. I know that, I think that uh, that was already written about, like, um, Sports Illustrator, somebody wrote about that this morning. Mike, yeah, Mike Rosenberg did this morning. He wrote about Cade, I think he asked him about it. Like, if you know the Drew Henson, Tom Brady thing, and he was like, I know all about the Drew Henson, Tom mm-hmm. Brady thing, and like, 
you know, it's going to be a type of a thing that they're going to have to deal with. And I don't know yeah. how that's going to go. And it's going to be different next year. All the circumstances will be different, but at the core of it, you know, if you've got the, if you've got the guys that are holding each other's commitment accountable, and I think that's what it comes down to your commitment to your effort and your sort of like, yeah, you're just accountability to the team. And I think that's what, there are no secrets here. That's what, it's been missing in a lot of cases with Michigan teams uh, during the sure. stretch. It's not just been that, but in 2018, they had a really good football team that did not have that type of together blooper. They didn't, I mean, they, it was, it was fine. One like this. And so, you know, that fine isn't good enough. You know, I think that that's what right. this year taught. And I think that to, that is such the great question because we'll see, but I do think that parts of it are sustainable and that's what, you know, that's what having a program is, you know, and I think that uh, as much as we've talked over the years about Michigan finding ways to, to reinvent itself without breaking things, like that's what the task was. You had to make a new identity. This is not old Michigan right. football. This is new Michigan football. This is pistol, shotgun, spread it out. You're still doing similar things, but this is not old. This is new. You had to build new. Don't ever forget that. And I think that you go forward with that in your mind. And I think that was his point, the start is his point, and I think that would be my answer to that question. I think we, I go back to all the times that we've talked about, you know, how, just how difficult it is to bridge that gap between the, the best, the elite, the yeah. elite, and, and where this program has been. And for a lot of Harbaugh's tenure, it's just kind of always seemed like a moving target in terms of who what the program is, who they are. And part of it has been this rotating door at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Part of it has just been, you know, probably never really establishing themselves on the lines, right? Like you've talked about fucking yep. endlessly for years. Um, <laughs> but, and, we can, and we'll continue. To. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, now what you, I think it's repeatable because what you see this year is something that you can recruit to. Exactly. And you say, this is who we are. These are the players that fit the pieces. So you have your starter at one, you're recruiting the next one. He's behind them. And that's how you build yep. and you get older. Right. And, and you're playing upperclassmen and you have talented and young guys behind them who guys. know what yep. they're supposed to be. Right. And yeah, I mean, you look, there's going to be, there's always going to be wrinkles in this thing. And a lot of it's going to always kind of come down to, you know, staff retention and things like that, that are going to be, you know, kind of, Hard to replicate, hard to kind of find the special sauce that made this team as special as it's been. <laughs> yeah. But you got to have something that you say, this, you is, this is what it is. And you, this is what we're going. That's to what it's supposed to look like. Right. And I, it's interesting. Like, and it's college football has a problem with this. Michigan had a problem with this. Everyone does. Everyone that had a powerful program in the 70s, 80s or whatever. It's they're trying to recreate something. And it's like it's impossible because every team has to establish like if you go back and read books about coaching and like Bill Walsh, you're the greatest of the great, right? Like every team has to establish its standard of performance. Like mm-hmm. what we are, this is what it takes to be at what we expect to be. If you don't even know what that is, yeah. then you have no, you're just flailing in the breeze. And I feel like Michigan for my God, for probably 15 years has been flailing in the breeze. Like they are, they have not been able to establish, you know, a standard of performance that they're sort of comfortable with, maybe not mm-hmm. satisfied with all the way, 
but a standard of performance that if we do all these things the way that we know that we should be doing them, this is what we will get. This yeah. is this will be the result. This feeling here will be what we get. Maybe not exactly the same, but this vibe will will maintain itself. And so I think that for the first time in many, many years, Michigan has found an ability to realistically establish a standard of performance that is good enough, sustainable, and to your point, can be recruited to and sort of reestablished as you go. That's what this project was. It was not continuing what, you know, Schimbeckler to Moeller to Lloyd Carr to whatever. It was not continuing that. It was, it had to start over. You couldn't, it had to start over. And I know that there are similarities and there are threads and those are all good things. You know, you've got, you've got people in the program now that, especially in coaches, you know, Mike Hart played for Lloyd, John Jansen's around all the time. That's great. But it's all new now because the guys that are there now have to carry it and they have to be the ones that go forward. And I think that more than anything, this group seemed to get that right. Like as much as anything I've ever seen around here and they just didn't care about anything else. And uh, you don't see that very much. And that, that I think is the most unique thing about this team and whether or not that is sustainable, I guess I don't know, but you know, I think that you give it a shot best you can. Yeah. Uh, from Motor City Spartans podcast. Uh, everyone is talking about Pickett going off against MSU secondary and how bad the secondary has been all year. Yeah. I, I do believe we've talked or about Or fake that sliding, time. right? Did you see that? There we go. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yes. Uh, I understand it's a hole. This, the, the question continues. Yeah. But Pickett threw for 519 against Miami and lost. Exactly. Am I just being a homer or is it feasible MSU wins like they have all year despite the pass defense? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And Paul James answered right behind and said, you're not wrong. That is solid, but MSU's offense is every bit as good. And he's not wrong. That's 100% how the game has to go for Michigan State. And someone else responded to something that I was, you know, the conversation I was having on Twitter about the exact same thing, where it was like, you can give up pass yards, but if you don't give up touchdowns, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. And I think that as you go forward with the Michigan State's defense, they're going to give up yards, you know, I – I think that the defense, until they get, you know, and we'll I say until, if they get the talent level to be up to where Mel Tucker wants it to be or whatever, to compete at a national, you know, title level, that's a different situation. But until they get there, you're going to give up yards. I mean, that's mm-hmm. football in 2020, and you're going to give up chunks. They're coming up from behind right now. They're reloading in a talent, in a talent pool on the back end where it's not real deep right now. It's not real strong. You're trying to do things schematically where you can kind of minimize the damage. So I think sort of to his point uh, or to the, the, the question there was like, you know, am I being a homer? Is it feasible? It's absolutely feasible. I think that you give them things, but you don't give them everything. If you, you know, you, you sit back and you make them beat you precisely. You make Penny or Kenny Pickett throw into a pile of bodies and sort out a bunch of different coverage, right? Make him beat you and make the really hard throws. He's going to get his yards. That's fine but you can't give up the easy stuff and you can't give up the gimmies and you got to be good in the red zone. Like, yeah, 519 against Miami and he lost. I mean, if you go back and look, there's probably four or five throws or plays in that game where it could have gone one way, went the other, and that was it. And like that's right. Michigan state's brand of football right now. And they were really, really good at it when they were humming, you know, like we talked about that. They were situationally through the middle of October, they were the best team in the country situationally. And that mm-hmm. went away, you know, they, they stopped being that. And I think that there's your test as you go through the next month. And, you know, now you've got, you don't have to worry about is Mel Tucker leaving. You don't have to worry about any of this other, everyone's here now. So, you know, fix the things that need to be fixed. This is a test. Go fix it. I think this is a great test. I'm excited to see 
how they show up. Cause I think they, I think they'll be ready for it. You know, like I don't hear a lot of like, is someone so going to sit out or so and so not going to play? Like, seems like everybody's ready to go. Yeah. You know, so. And I, I mean, for me, the X factor of the game is, is, is Walker. Of course. Because they're at their best with him. And, you know, I'm assuming he's going to come into this game proving that he should have won the Heisman. Because I don't know. I don't know if he's going to win it. Yeah. I don't right. even know if he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be invited. But I sure. think if he is invited, I don't think he wins. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he'll have that. I, I assume this is his last game at Michigan State. Yeah, you would assume. You know, but and you're going to potentially go out with, with an all-timer, right? But also, so, to your point, right there, you just said mm-hmm. it. You, we assume this is his last game. Sure. But we don't. You could, we you don't, could leave I, no I, doubt. You could leave no doubt. A thousand percent. Right? A thousand percent. You could percent. go out there with a shit kicker and just 225 yards and four touchdowns and be like, I dare you not to draft me by the end Blow of the Blow kisses and yeah, peace right. out. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's not illegal. You can do that. No. <laughs> like, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. He did his job. Yes, he, exactly. He, he has earned his scholarship, you know, so to yeah. speak. Old Ten times star. over. Yeah, right. You know, whatever <laughs> NIL money, I don't know what that's been. But, yeah, I think that scholarship was paid for properly by what Kenneth Walker did this year. So I agree with um, that. Yes, yes. Um, all right. Uh, let's From see. Bob, another, another long time. Bob. Oh, yeah, uh, this is a good one. Amongst the teams you have covered, yeah, like where this. does this Michigan run rank among the improbable things – you've seen or really didn't expect to happen. Yeah. Um, that's a really good, that's a really good question. I think it this is. is well, well, so the ones that would be on that list in contention in terms of like Michigan football. So 2011 Michigan football was pretty weird. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody thought Brady hopes first season would be 11 wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but this in Harbaugh's first season was also the other one, probably 15 where no one probably thought they would have 10. I mean, the year that Michigan State went to the playoffs in football, what um, – 15 was that year. What, were, what was their preseason ranking? See, I thought that they were good. Like, Michigan yeah. State was still good then. Now, 2013 Michigan State going to the Rose Bowl was was bad shit. Now, this is like that. Okay. This is, this is kind of like that, I think. Like, and it, Because it was a team that – it was bad shit to everyone at the time that wasn't following it. I wasn't covering them. But I'm sure to the guys that were covering and the gals that were covering the team every day, if they saw those young players, because that's what it was. It was a bunch of like sophomores that exploded and just sort of like Mm. they all got there, you know, like, holy shit, like at once it felt like. Right. And they just everything took off. And so that was a really surprising team that just carried momentum. And that this Michigan team, for me, in terms of a football team that I've covered wire to wire, this is the most surprising, not surprising after it started. Like once they started playing, I certainly thought this was possible. But like, right? Yeah, if you go back yeah, to January, man, no way. Like, no chance. That, I I thought their plan was certainly good. I thought they had a good plan for a change, but I didn't think they. Right. I didn't know they'd be able to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that sure. was the other thing. Yeah, that that fifteen team. I forgot they were coming off of the previous year's. Yeah, they were five with and Baylor. seven. They were. Oh uh, yeah, Michigan State. Well, yeah, they were good. Yeah, the fifteen team. They were preseason fifth in the country. So going to the playoff was. Yeah, they brought Connor Cook in, back in line. Right, right, right. But right, the right, team right. that started that run was the thirteen, the 13 team, group. and that that is a kind of came out of nowhere here. Yeah, that's and a they, decent comp. And then they and then that thirteen team sort of carried them into a great season mm-hmm. of fourteen, a great season of fifteen. This is what this this team here reminds me of something like that, where they're at the beginning maybe of, and I think that's what Harbaugh was sort of speaking about the other day talking about this feels like the beginning of something because he knows that they've got so many guys coming back on this team, like just a ton of guys. So this is probably the most improbable. I certainly did not expect Michigan to win the big Ten this year. Like there's no way I would have put any amount of money on it. 
um, when the year started. No chance. Uh, so, yeah, this is so probably the other. The other comp I would come up with would maybe be the 18 basketball season. Um, now that would be another good one. They, yeah. Right. They, they were coming or off. Michigan, if you remember, yeah. so, so fifth, you know, so in 2000, after the national championship game or after the elite eight and 14, right. They went, yeah. they missed the tournament in 15. Um, 16 was the play in game, mm-hmm. I believe. Right. When they lost to Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. So they, they barely made the tournament right. in 16. 17, they were okay, got super hot at the end, plane crash game. Derek yes. Walton loses his mind, Point carries nuts. that right. team right to the Sweet 16. Right. But, eh, you know, yeah, they Wagner got awesome. Over, yeah, they right. were not awesome during that no. year. They they went 10 and 8 in the Big Ten. At one point, they were 4 and 6 in the league. Mm-hmm. This is when the beeline stuff was kind of starting. People were know, still or, not really sure or whatever. They, yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah. so 18 comes around. And they were 34th on Ken Palm to start that year. So, yeah. eh, okay. Yeah. Um, lose to LSU in Maui. In a bad loss. A bad yeah. loss. The point guard situation is kind of a mess with Jerron Simmons mm-hmm. and Eli Brooks and Xavier Simpson. Yeah, the plan's not uh, working. Yeah. Right. And they go and they just get run at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Then they get smacked. They blow that lead at Ohio State. And at that point, they're seven and three. They're one and one in the league. And it looks like it's kind of a rudderless season. And the, the, all the upperclassmen are not playing well. All of no, them. Right. Yeah. Right. Like Duncan's doing nothing. Um, uh, basically, Muhammad Ali's having like an okay year, but like Mo Wagner was struggling. Charles Matthew was was still, this is when like he couldn't dribble. He was remember? still bad. Yeah. I remember. Beeline was calling him like Bambi, Bambi on ice or whatever. Bambi on ice. Yeah. And uh, Charles loved that. And then they went, they they beat UCLA in overtime. They beat a bad Texas team on the road. They got some juice. And then they just went. And that team ended up in the national championship game. Well, you talk about that. Yeah. Look dead. You talk about improbable things you've seen. Michigan beating Michigan State that day in Breslin that year was up there. That'd be up there on the list. I mean, Michigan's, I was just thinking on the basketball side, like Michigan winning that basketball Big Ten title, the share of it in 2011-12 was, was probably up there. But honestly, mm-hmm. uh, them winning in Breslin that day was probably the most surprising win I ever saw Beeline have. Ever. Sure. Yeah, I, sure. I, I mean, like, even when they beat Kansas, I didn't think it was impossible that they could beat Kansas. Like, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, that day, I remember that now that you mentioned it. I, I guess I'd forgotten that. But, like, oh, yeah, we probably gave them no chance when they walked in the building that day. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely right. no right. chance. Like gonna get your ass kicked and then they, i think it was the reverse they kind of controlled the game and kind that, of won it this like was the year like that, if right? i remember correctly this was when the defense totally took over and they randomly in the beginning of the in the middle of the year just became everything the best changed defensive teams yeah, in the country right. yeah um you Nobody know could de- defend that yeah. ball screen yeah right yeah simpson you know just basically took over the whole is team that the one where took Wagner, on his personality where nick ward fell down trying to guard oh, yeah. Wagner and he dunked on him yeah like yes. I, no one saw that game coming that was out of absolute nowhere Everyone right. was shocked. That was that was a surprising one. This, uh, I would say, yeah, I forgot about that one. That's a good. And one. it could have all ended. It could have all yeah. ended against Houston, but Jordan Poole pulls a shot out of his ass, mm-hmm. hits it. They win what's by your one. Most, what's your and answer? They go to this. Most improbable this year in terms of teams that I covered. No the teams that you covered that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen. Um, the eighteen Michigan. Yeah, team. I mean, that was eighteen Michigan team was definitely. I, I didn't because I just 
you remember, I've talked about this a number of times, but I was embedded with them in my, in Maui that year. Yeah. And they were just so busted. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it was just, I remember. They I were walked, bad. Yeah. After the coaches meeting, um, after the loss to LSU, they were on like Thanksgiving scout- time. Yeah. Yeah. They were scouting for Chaminade and, uh, Oh God, so they, they do. Yeah. They finished this. They finished the, uh, the LSU. They had to play Chaminade. <laughs> they had to play Chaminade the next day. And, you know, you got like Luke is just reading random names off of like the <gasps> roster. Just like, I have no idea. And the uh, game, is, like even playing yeah. the game hurts you, right? Like, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> so, you know, they Damn finish it. up the coaches meeting and, uh, <sighs> And Beeline was like, uh, all right, you know, I'm calling it a night. I'm going to take the, the the rest of the film on my iPad and, and watch it in my room. And he's getting ready to go. And he's just like, hey, walk with me. So yeah. he and I walked through like one of these massive, right? Yeah. Hawaii hotels from the right. team room to his room. Past the Tiki t- uh, torch. And I'll t- like, I, like, I'll leave, you know, some of it was, you know, kind of between us, but it was not, he was not in not a, a good place conversation. On, his, on his feelings about that whole team, the roster, <laughs> you know, like. It was definitely a like, hey man, like here's how I'm thinking. I'm like, holy shit, this is right. Good. Yeah, you know. And from there <laughs> to you know, this we're like, whoa, this to- is every bit as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To like that week in New York, right where they were just they couldn't miss. They were playing out of their mind. That, but but you go down the line, and you want to talk about improbable. Mm-hmm. Like they could have lost to Iowa in the sure. first game of that Big Ten tournament. Yeah, they didn't play well. They they went to overtime, so they yeah. could have lost that game, and then they they pick off um, Michigan State and Purdue to win the whole thing in games yep. that you're like, oh, we'll see. And then in the tournament, should have lost to Houston. Houston for sure. Out of nowhere, they play out of their minds against A and M, a team that was they were struggling to score, and they randomly put up 99. Yeah. That's they played all year. Could have possibly lost to Florida State. Probably then should they, have lost to Florida State. I would say. Yeah. Then they luck out and they get Loyola. In the semifinals, no disrespect, but lost that's that not game. a team. That's Excellent. not a team you expect to play in the national semifinals. And then you know they crash back to earth against Villanova. But there were so many things that had to happen for all that shit. That that season might be up there because look at there were people when that ball tipped against Villanova that thought Michigan had a chance. Like Absolutely. smart people. Absolutely. This was not one of them on this end of the team <laughs> call. Some people, I don't know if you were. But I mean, hey, and I couldn't totally argue with them because of the confidence sure. and everything else. And it's like, to, yeah, to your point, to see them go that. And I think that's what you're looking at here with this Michigan team, where it's like to go from that far to now you're talking about they're, they're stacking up against this Georgia team that looks like an NFL team. And it's like, well, yeah, they haven't seen the Stardust yet. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we'll see, right? I guess. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's those teams that get the fairy dust or whatever, the pixie dust on mm-hmm. them, you never know uh, how it all rubs, you know, how it all ends. And, Yes, up there for sure. That's yep. a good question, though. Uh, all right. Them. What else do we get? Uh, let's see. I've got. Uh, uh, no, here's one. Graham <laughs> Stokes. How would you compare this Michigan team's comeback after a terrible season with WWE superstar Shawn Michaels' emotional 2000 return, 2002 return to Monday Night Raw? Well, I mean, question. I got to tell you. It is a good question, but it's also like this is kind of like a pro wrestling storyline and some of the best ones in the yeah. comeback tale, right? It's like the guy or the team that gets humbled, that sort of like gathers itself, that fixes itself, that looks inside, looks to the mirror, right? Like it's got oh, all yeah. those things. Got all of it. It really does. Like that's, I think it took a lot of people, like we were close to it all year. 
And, you know, I talked to people all summer and winter and, and heard about all these plans that they had and here's what we're going to do and here's how it's going to go. And, you know, they were all excited. I talked to you all year and told you, yeah. I think it's going to work. And, you know, it was just like, I don't know if it'll work, but the plan always seemed like it was in the right place. Everyone seemed like they were at least pulling in the same direction. So it does have a little bit of the fairy tale, you know, angle to it, I would say. And, um, but that's also earned, you know. I don't think if that's, I, that's just accidental, you know, that's, that's earned. So no, no, no offense to Shawn Michaels, but this one might be better. <laughs> 10 months ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. 10 months ago. If I asked you who has uh, a better chance of making the playoffs next year, the lions or Michigan, who would you have taken? Oh, uh, I would have had to think about it. Like, which would, <laughs> no, right. Which would have been, yeah. Which would have been the answer that you're all looking for because like it would have the lions, the answer would have been 1%, 0.5%, 0.000%, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they were joking at this, was joking about how the ESPN metric, I think it was, that had them down to 2% to win the Big Ten before the season started or whatever. Like, yep. no one thought, I mean, it was like your realistic expectation, mine. Okay. We can say it now, I guess. Like, when people were like, what's the record? What do you think the record's going to be? I think I picked seven and five. Like, I thought if he went nine and three, then he would have had enough to hold people off if right. he beat Michigan state or Ohio state in the nine and three, if he didn't do those things, if he was eight and four, I think he might've been fired. I, I, I don't know if you'd have been able yeah. to do it. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, but like if it was the same or anything close, like Ward really, and this is a big, big win for Ward manual in so many ways for patience and yeah. everything else. And, you know, for the, for the, for Michigan's, you know, brass to trust him and to back him and, uh, you know, all these things, it's, it's good for all those people. But like, if it had happened similarly again, right. Like, I don't know if he would have been able to do it again. I'm trying. And yep. I think that what we talked about, like Ward kind of went to Jim and was like, I'll, I'm with you, but I need you to help me out. You know, I need you to get me something here because it can't be similar again. And we got that question so many times, like, what does he have to do to avoid getting fired basically? And it was like, I don't know what that answer is, but like, I can tell you that if he's eight and four again with the same losses, then I just don't know how that would, you know, it, no one would have, no one would have let, think about that. What would that have felt like to people, you know, like my God. So you would have had your answer, you know, but um, it's not what happened. Michigan born sports asks, are you guys going to talk about the committee? Just loving everything about Bama. What does Michigan have to do to be ranked number one? Okay, folks, let's everyone settle down with the injustice Uh. of Michigan being number two in the playoff instead of number one. All right. Alabama, first of all, has earned the right to be Georgia the way that Alabama is both (laughs) as a program and this season. Yes, they lost at. Yeah, hold your bridges there. Okay. (laughs) Texas A&M isn't some bullshit team. Like, They they beat Auburn and Alabama. They're going to the Gator Bowl. They're playing, you know, like it's Texas A&M is at Texas A&M. Sorry to hate to break it to you. Twice as hard of an environment (laughs) as at Michigan State. Okay. Yeah, maybe a a little. (laughs) That's a fact. That is an inarguable Um, fact, ladies and gentlemen. I can back up on that one. (laughs) Alabama losing a close game at Texas A&M is not exactly that dramatically different than Michigan losing at Michigan State. Right. Alabama is still Nick Saban. It is still they shit Heisman's and they win national titles. So and they have the a better win. 
if at the end of the day, the committee says you beat what we thought was the best team in the country, right. Georgia. Yeah, you better win. And you won your conference. You are the number one seed. Austin said I have this, no problem with that. Austin said this to me when we were talking about this before the game, actually, before the Michigan game. And it made a lot of sense. Like the committee this year has really valued the wins. They don't care about mm-hmm. the losses. So like they're not going to compare losses. If it comes down to we, we're going to compare wins. And, you know, Bama's win was the best win we've seen all year, clearly. I mean, it was over the number one team. They'd been number one basically wire to wire. So and you weren't going to get the Bama Georgia rematch on TV. You all know what this is. This is a made for TV situation, just like before, just like every other mm-hmm. year. You were going to get Cincy versus Georgia or Bama, opposite Michigan versus Georgia or Bama, with the guaranteed money that's going to be Michigan versus Georgia, which is going to be a massive gate on the TV draw. And then Michigan Bama would be like, I, Ohio State on steroids, I would assume. The Michigan-Ohio State rating plus. I, I don't even know what that would turn into. And then Georgia-Bama, yeah, I'm sorry. Every living soul in the state of Alabama and Georgia will watch it. So that's like 30 million people mm-hmm. right there or whatever. <laughs> so I think a lot of it ends up going with TV ratings too. So it works out. We have a question from Aaron that I'm sure is innocent enough, but I'm going to be mean here. Oh, no. Um, Aaron asks... <laughs> Aaron has a question asking where Michigan's edge rushing is going to come from next year. People, <laughs> you've got six months. To yeah, worry about yeah. Where Aaron, you were this one. Rushing is going to come from next year. Don't worry about who's going to be the starting quarterback next year. Don't worry about worry about how many sacks Hutchinson's going to have against Stetson Bennett in the. Don't uh, worry about who's declaring for the draft. Yeah, no, who's I agree. this? Is Forget it all. Josh Gaddis going to be hired away. Don't worry about it. You have you have waited. Yeah, forever. For this. A decade more for anything <laughs> resembling this. You have three weeks to just soak it in. Yeah. You are the biggest story in college football right now. One of the biggest stories in college football right now. Just, just live in the moment, man. Yeah. Just be there this well is it's you, not even about being for so long you don't have to nothing can impact what's in front of you here over these next three weeks that's sure. what i would say and yeah. that's the enviable place that all college football teams at the end of the day <laughs> fan bases that's really what you want isn't it to be able to be the fan that from december 6th through when that playoff game kicks off you get to talk shit on every single other whatever everywhere in the country, right? Isn't that what everyone really wants? Everyone else going to a New Year's Six Bowl had a pretty good year, but not good enough, right? If you're convincing yourself that you had a good year and you're in the Citrus Bowl, you're not, you're a loser program, right? Like everyone (laughs) looks at you like that. Just just look up the road. Just look up the road. Michigan State is facing the possibility. If they lose to Pitt, right? it's smiling ass Pat Narduzzi walking off that field like, suck on that, boys, you know? There's there's no feeling at all. You're usually kind of like dodging a lot of anxiety this time of year on your football football plate. (laughs) You have none if you're a Michigan fan right now. Zero. You've never had – like, when's the last time you've entered the month of December – 1997, I suppose, would be it with zero like anxiety. So, yeah, yeah, I would agree with Brendan. Aaron was probably well-meaning in that question, but Aaron, <laughs> worry more about how David Ajabo is going to get to Stetson Bennett's ass than, you know, who's going to sack Peyton Ford next year or whatever, right? Like, yeah. you'll get there when you get there. Like, this is 
this is the stuff to be. Uh, end of the day, uh, right now, today, Michigan. Aaron, Michigan is you've earned it too because you put up with this shit for all this time. Exactly. Like, enjoy it. You know, like that's what we would say. Like, think on the biggest picture. Michigan is two wins away. Two wins from, Final four. from being this is. one of the. Uh, this is not hyperbole. This would be one of the all-time turnarounds. Yeah, in sports. <laughs> Certainly it's in college true. football. I mean, certainly. In co- fair in college football. But, like, year over year turnaround. Yeah. There was no chance no, I mean, of this. You you put a gun to my head. I just said, don't know how any to, chance. Yeah. I would have said no. I mean, I no tried chance. To, I've tried to write it or put it into words as best I can all year to try to put it in context of how low it really was. And I still don't think that I've, like, been able to do it justice. Like, it was rock bottom and then some rock bottom and then some and i just i wrote it in sunday's or saturday's story like a lot of people didn't catch the boat with michigan until real late this year i think you know mm-hmm. we were probably i think we realized earlier on that they were probably pretty good you, you know because we follow them right <laughs> you know like every day you but <laughs> but you know i of course I, I i realized they were pretty good but i didn't know that they would be this good but i think you know and fair enough a lot of people nationally didn't really catch on to what this was until like the last couple of weeks. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's hard to put it in full context for people because I think it's still happening. And I think people are still processing the whole thing sure. because wham, it was so fast. It was just like, you went from one extreme to the other with nothing in the middle, except for 364 days of those guys killing themselves basically in that building. And that's what it was. That's what it takes. And so that's why this story is kind of crazy. I really don't even know if a lot of people have fully processed that this actually happened, that it was that they turned that around from that rock bottom of a spot to this, because it doesn't feel like just a year. It feels like it was like five years, you know, and it only, it was only one year. And so, yeah, it happens, but it's like, we've seen stuff like that to a degree before, maybe not that bad, but it's also like COVID year. I don't know what to compare that. Maybe that has a factor in it too. I don't know. Right. All right. Two quick ones. And then we're out of here. All right. Uh, Of all the Seinfeld characters, who'd be the most dynamic WWE wrestler? Newman. <laughs> he'd be the best deal. Off the top ropes. Newman. Yeah, he'd be like a Vader bomb. I'd you say got... David Putty. But <laughs> with the, with the chest like painted. The enforcer. He'd be like somebody's uh, yeah. bodyguard. I like that. He'd be like Newman's bodyguard, actually. All right. What's, yeah. the, what's the last one? Um, I feel like Newman could really cook up some. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Newman would be the best. Paul, who's the, 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 who is the Undertaker's little guy? Oh, Paul Bear. Yeah, right. Newman yeah, would he be like, up yeah. some Paul Bear. Newman would uh, be like a really good manager. He'd yeah. be a good heel manager. He'd be like a yeah, the male man. He'd be Putty's manager. That'd be good. Yes. Like that, yeah. All right. Uh, we can't get out of here without a little bit of a uh, carousel talk. Oh, is, the My- <laughs> is the Miami coaching situation the biggest mess in Oh, no. We should have had Mike on. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Next week, we'll have Mike on to talk about this. So is that really how this went down, where they said, hey, Cristobal, take the job, and we'll fire the current guy? Or if you take it, if you don't take it, we're going to well, keep the guy we have. Next week, we're going to have Mike on when he's this, calmed down, and he'll, this call, is some, he'll tell us what happened. some squid game shit, yeah. But, I, but that's what was reported. <laughs> like, so, and, you know, it wasn't just reported from any, like, Ross Dellinger reported that, some other mm-hmm. people reported that, some people down in Miami who would know. I think the Miami Herald, I think, reported that, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about, like, nothing here. It sure sounded like, and they don't even have an AD finished yet. <laughs> it sure sounded like they were like, if Crystal Ball doesn't want to come, then we're going to keep Diaz. 
But mm-hmm. I think they went to Diaz and they're like, if he's coming, you're fired. And he was like, uh, okay, what do you do? I mean, like, what a situation. Like, If I, I'm I, Manny Diaz, I say, you can all kiss my well, ass. I call, I call up Temple and say, can I come back? Well, they Remember he took you, that job for 20 yeah, minutes? And they would say, you can kiss our ass, you son of a <laughs> like, right, right? Like, maybe you should have stayed at Temple, Manny. But, you know, whatever. But, like, I mean... Yeah, I think that I actually saw Mike tweeting about this and it made a lot of sense that they were, and we've talked to Mike about this, the previous Miami situation when they had to hire Diaz, they should have hired Cristobal and they didn't. And like, I think Cristobal either just got to Oregon or hadn't yet, but like they didn't even try is how the story Mm -hmm. goes, or at least that's how Mike relates it. So like, what the hell's that? Like, I'm just like, so to me, I mean, Cristobal looks bad for basically spending a month here negotiating this contract in in secret without anyone, you know, without telling anyone or admitting it or whatever, I guess. Sure. But it's also like, I don't even know how bad I want to like fault him. Cause it's like, that's where he played. It's his school. Like he's got family there. I'm sure all this, like, well, why wouldn't he want to go there? And it's like, they should have hired him the last time. Like, so mm-hmm. I have a hard time getting super mad at crystal ball, but yeah, Miami is just like, I also have a hard time putting my faith that this is going to be fine. Yeah. A, like, I think that they have a chance, like, certainly, like, Crystal Ball's a good coach. You know, I think he's proven that. He was, he's been good and recruited well everywhere he's been. Uh, what a preposterous decision from him. I mean, Oregon <laughs> is such a better job than Miami. It's ridiculous. I'm sure he's going to well, be able to recruit and cook up some stuff. Well, you got to think about the NIL stuff now. So, I mean, like, there's a change here. I mean, and, and Miami is better you positioned. The Oregon has Nike. Nike. Nike, but I mean, the most Nike-backed program in the country can't do okay with NIL. We'll see. Miami, I think, will we'll go to areas that Nike might All not I know to. is I've seen a game at Autzen Stadium. I agree with you on that. And it is goddamn incredible. It is one of the best places to go see a game. I think the bigger and question. I've been to a game at Miami this year, yeah. <laughs> and it it's was not. shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think the bigger question that I have in this whole thing is what has Oregon got to do to get a goddamn football coach to – Realize uh, that Oregon is a really good job, yeah, and just stay there. Chip forever. come back. That's what I said. I was like, "Can you?" Ju-? I said the two things that I need to see happen in this carousel to wrap it up correctly would be for Oregon to hire Chip Kelly and make him somehow never leave. Like you can't coach anywhere <laughs> else because it doesn't work anywhere uh-huh. else but here. Yeah. So that's one. And number yeah. two would be yeah. that Brian Kelly find a real nice office for new director of LSU recruiting uh, Ed Orgeron because I think he's going to have to. <laughs> Because I think Mr. I haven't even won all my games yet might have to go not better. You know, like I'm not so sure he might not be a complete disaster next year. They don't fire his ass after one bad year. So we'll see about me and my family there. And you know, man, you know, Saban and Kirby Smart and all those boys are cracking those knuckles. They're ready to unload (laughs) on old Brian Kelly. Winning oh, yeah, all baby. my games? Do you know oh, what yeah. this league is, Brian <laughs> Kelly? This is the SEC, my man. This is not to be screwed with. Like, this is – you think the NFC uh, North is bad <laughs> or whatever. Like, okay. Actually, it is bad, the NFC North. But the SEC, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, everybody made fun of the family thing. But for him to sit – I haven't even won all my games yet. What the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> man? You are playing Alabama every year, my friend. Like, you have played them at Notre Dame and gotten your ass completely kicked. Need I remind yeah. you? So, like, 
what are we talking about here? I, I oh, yes. wow, wow. Did you like the Venables hire at, at uh, Oklahoma? They seem to be excited. Uh, I feel like if I'm Oklahoma, I kind of hey, want. That's a big job I, for a first-time head is. coach, man. But I tell you what, I mean Kirby Smart did it at at uh, he Georgia. He did. And Venables has been, you know, with a national championship staff there for quite a while. Uh, the one thing that we I, did. I, I would be thrilled if I just didn't have to show up and listen to what's his name? Bob Stoops every day. Bob. No, the oh, Dabo. 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 So he's away from that. I just I was I got to say, I was very entertained by uh, the sooner the sooner coverage on the uh, coaching search out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the one. Uh, the, oh God, Eddie. Um, what is his name? You know what I'm talking about? The guy who covered uh, Oklahoma the bit. Eddie yeah, Radosovich. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah the video guy. Oh, Jesus. This guy I'm, is amazing. I'm at the damn bus stop. Oh, yeah. Tremendous like, content. Awesome content from all those people <laughs> for like a full week. I was like selfishly hoping that that coaching search would go on for another month. So those guys, and you know, I mean, hey, I'm glad for all of them that it's over. But that was some fun stuff. I enjoyed watching that, <laughs> that stuff. That was good. So outstanding. Happy all right. Them, all so there well. were there were a lot of questions this week that were like kind of hyper specific to Michigan, Georgia. Yep. We got three weeks to talk about that. So I'm putting a pin in that stuff. We we'll get to it and breaking this game down. Maybe we have Seth Emerson on. Yeah, totally. We can do that. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we have a lot we, to get into about that questions. game. We Whatever we don't want. need to uh, we don't need to make this a three hour podcast. No, we're good. Uh, so. All right, that does it for this week. We appreciate everyone listening, and uh, be sure to tip those bartenders and servers. I've seen hot towns on my day. I've 